0: Welcome in to another edition of the Tabby the Keg podcast episode. episode 526. Charlie are with you, Mitch, on the other side of the Zoom. We are talking if the Milwaukee Bucks can take the Wisconsin sports belt from the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, we said it. We're also going to talk about what are the Packers' biggest focuses during the bye week or coming off the bye. And then we'll talk about how the Badgers suddenly have a golden opportunity we'll get into that later before we get going the man the myth the legend mitch ross on the other side what's up dude how you doing
1: doing well sitting here watching playoff baseball as a as a as one does in october and yeah, we... um, it's been it's been uh some entertaining games i mean a lot of blowouts actually but um you know you know after after the brewers were eliminated you know it's like you sit here and you watch these teams and you know, I'm not sure we're playing the same sport.
0: Well, I mean, I think do you think the Brewers would not have had the similar success that the Diamondbacks did against the Dodgers? No. Oh god, no. Oh, I I I respectfully disagree. I I mean maybe not to that well, that's, level that's that's an
1: impossible question to answer, first of I all, know, because I know, I know. Because they that would have required them to have, have actually got some hits of brothers in scoring position right, and then right. you know, maybe they would have rolled into the you know, game one or something, but I just I think
0: know. I guess my my point on that is just I think I saw the Dodgers as vulnerable. That's why this is more annoying, right? Is that the Dodgers were vulnerable? I don't think the Brewers would have been able to handle the pressure of the bank. Uh, as Jeff Passan described, the Phillies stadium is an SEC ballpark it, inside a baseball stadium, uh, or SEC yeah, football game, is. excuse me. I mean, like it's crazy. And now you have Spencer Schreider going on the mound today and strider has been openly against fans basically it was like i preferred pitching in the covid year and he is gonna get harassed it is gonna be ugly now it would be it'd be very baseball for him to go out and pitch like an eight eight inning one hit shutout nine strikeouts and everybody loses all their money on the philadelphia phillies whatever whatever the line ends up being like, that, to me, is, sounds very baseball, if you, I don't say so myself.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, the Phillies are a wagon, and oh, yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, it seems like they're going to the World Series again, personally. but
0: Orlando Arcia also not happy with the reporter leaking out the uh, data boy, Harper. See that?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't really – I mean, from what? Because he got doubled off? I don't understand. Well,
0: so, this, yeah, the story goes, for those who are unfamiliar or were not as online as, as myself was, uh, which I'm probably too online as is, uh, Bryce Harper got doubled Understand off. Oh, yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> Bryce Harper got doubled off. And apparently in the clubhouse, uh, Arcea was making fun of him. And a reporter tweeted that out. And Arcea was like, yeah, that wasn't supposed to get out. That was only for the clubhouse. And... While I somewhat feel bad for Orlando Arcia, uh, former Brewer, a guy that we're very familiar with, a guy that is pretty gregorious, a guy that, you know, sometimes doesn't look like he's taking the game that seriously. At least that was a criticism when he was in Milwaukee. Uh, I don't feel bad for him here. Like if a reporter's in the room, man, like you got to keep that shit buttoned up. You can't, there's no way you can, you, you let something like that slip if there's a reporter in earshot of you or like that just can't happen. You shouldn't be doing
1: it in the first place. Oh yeah. I, I mean, mean, this is that that's like, I don't know uh, Bryce Harper is like a top five player in baseball. I don't think you need to be no making fun of him when you're, when you're, I mean, I know Orlando Arcia started the all-star game this year somehow, but he's ass. <laughs> yeah. Like dude, shut
0: the fuck up and just play ball and you poke the bear. And Bryce Harper goes yard twice. Uh just incredible home runs. Brian Anderson, great call. I had some Philly fan uh on Twitter argue with me that uh basically like, oh, they're in the they're in the tank for the Braves. It sounds like a Valley sports south broadcast. I didn't even respond. Those are the ones where I'm just like in my head, I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, just just relax. Like it it was a, a good call by Brian. And, I saw uh,
1: I saw Celtics fans complaining about in my for you on Twitter about complaining about a broad like Doris Burks against them and it's like you are you must be deaf. Or well, stupid I mean, or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well Celtics fans Celtics fans are a special kind of stupid. I mean, we're gonna be dealing with them all year, uh, as we've as we've discussed, and uh it's you know, it's going to be a very fun uh matchup between the Bucks and the Celtics. And we're gonna do a much larger Bucks preview next week. Uh, very excited for that, uh, and I don't know exactly Monday or Tuesday. Maybe Tuesday now with the Bucks guys going on Sunday. I uh, might have a little bit for that. But before we get going, that we're going to kind of do the pregame. We're going to do the appetizer to the larger preview, and just talk about the Milwaukee Bucks place in Wisconsin sports fandom, because I think. And, and I assume you'd agree, given that you're a very big Bucks fan, that the Bucs have a shot at grabbing the belt. They have a shot at grabbing sort of the team in Wisconsin sports. And I know the Packers walk on hollow ground, but Green Bay was eight and nine last year. Green Bay looks like they're potentially heading for a bad season this year. And the Milwaukee Bucks just got a top 75 player and a ton of new life into that team. I really think, Mitch, if they get hot early, like thirteen and 3, 12 and four, something to that effect, I think the Bucks are going to be the talk of the town, not only here in Milwaukee, in Milwaukee area, but all over the state of Wisconsin.
1: Is that crazy? Better, I mean, they better be twelve and four without even looking at the schedule. But I mean, <laughs> you know. But I mean, this is you know. I guess this has crossed my mind as well. Yeah, that's part of the reason why I. I uh, I signed off on this topic because it, it has it has crossed my mind. Like, yeah, you know, the Packers, I don't know if people are – you know, people – with the whole Rodgers thing the last couple of years, I think some people got sick of him. I don't think it stopped anyone from watching a game. But um, people were sick of him, and now Jordan Love has, I think, been kind of shaky, you know, the last couple of weeks. And um, that's to be expected, and I don't know if – I don't know if Monday was really his fault, but um, you know it was uh, certainly a, a group effort that game. I would say that right. shittiness, but yeah, and like the, now the Bucks have a chance. You know they they won a championship two years ago and they got got that monkey off the back and, and they off their back. And I think rose their rose their profile among you know if you go across the state uh, as far as where they where they rank in the totem pole, um, and now it's like you have, I want to say a super team. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to go that far because that will add unneeded pressure, I suppose, but right. you have a, you have a legitimate dynamic duo. And that's kind of what the league is all about now. And, um and, and two superstars that con or um complement each other better than any other duo, probably. I mean, you look at some of the other duos in the NBA, it's, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, pretty redundant. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, very redundant. Yeah. Um Anthony Davis and LeBron, not as redundant, but also like they're both like forwards. Both big men. And, yeah, they're both big. Right. They're both pseudo big men, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're going to you're going to see I don't know, something we haven't seen in a while, I think, and a, an opportunity for this team to do something special. Now the short answer is they'll never pass the Packers and and we could pack it up right now. But um for the sake of argument it's it, I mean it, it, you know they I think people should be paying closer attention than probably ever before. Right. I I don't know if if the hype has been has been higher. I I think it and deservedly so. There's to me it's it should be every game should be must watch. Now we'll see what happens with with the load management stuff and rest and and how they do that. I, I'm i curious to see what with the new rules and stuff and you know the national T V stuff, we're kind of getting a almost a little bit of a, a preseason preview of that where, you know, Giannis Dame, Chris don't play in the in the first two games. And conveniently when they're playing the Lakers on ESPN, even for a preseason game, uh here they come. They're gonna make their debut. Right which is about as predictable as, as anything else so we'll see how it plays out throughout the season with with the load st- load management stuff and playing the minimum games but I, you know yeah i mean there's it should be pretty much must must watch television um from right the jump
0: and i i do you're right that there is a it's always going to be the packers and you have 17 weeks of this and you have 82 oh. games and there's yeah. a comparison but I think that there will be a general... When I say the bell, I, I part of that is like, are you looking forward to this? Are you excited to watch Bucks basketball? Like, every game, you... To your point about must-watch, it's like you're not only going to be locked in, but you're also going to be excited because there's something... you. There's a chance you could see something that you've never seen before. You could see mm-hmm. Dame go for 50. You could see Giannis go for 50. I mean, like... There, there is game, game, and honestly, I behind the name, like both go for 30, something nuts. Middleton have an awesome game. Like, I think just the fact that there is always something to be excited about, even no matter the opponent, makes it more watchable than the Packers right now. Now Packers can figure this shit out and it's business as usual and they've never left, but it's, I think, going to become a chore for people to watch the Packers. Where it's like, I got to watch the Packers again. Like, you're going to do it out of obligation, but you're not necessarily going to have fun. And that, to me, I don't think you're going to have with the Bucs at really any point of the season. You know, yeah, maybe when a guy takes a night off, but still, there's a lot to be excited about, even if, you know, guys aren't playing.
1: Yeah, it's interesting The Packers are a chore now. Um... I'm
0: not... Look, I, I'm not saying I I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I should have known you would jump on that. I should have known. It's not a chore. It's just that it's like I I do think when you have a bad team or you have an average team, and I, I don't know what the Packers are at this point, but it does make it. It there is a little bit more degree of difficulty with watching the games. Like you're not as excited as you were during peak Rogers or that you were during peak farm and it just feels different. Similarly, I, I'm, I can't speak for that, but it's like, there's a little bit of apathy that goes into it. I guess the best example from that I have in my recent fandom was like those late stage wojo years where I, I'd watch Marquette basketball, but if I missed a quarter, if I missed a couple plays, like I'm not crying in my crying in my super bowl you know? And I just think they're the apathy starts setting in with the Packers and you do not have that with Milwaukee bucks because you're thinking championship, you're thinking they could win, you know, anywhere from 50 to 60 games and, and you're just all in really from the start of the season.
1: Yeah. I mean, with, with the Packers, it, it, we I feel like we were so excited to watch Jordan love. Um, and yeah. It's, it's kind of, you know, they lose one game to the Raiders and, you just swore that I mean something terrible happened, and well, um, it was the first game. It was the first
0: game that they lost to a team they shouldn't have. I mean, you could say oh, the Atlanta game, but everyone's yeah. like, well, they're young. You know, it can happen once. It's like fool me once, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice, same on me. And so I think it's everybody's kind of collectively pissed. And I, I, I think I said it on uh, Tuesday's recap like they're just going to be dumb fucking losses. They're going to be dumb losses. It's a young team. The Brewers had dumb losses, and they were a young team this year. They got swept by the Rockies. They got swept by the A's. Like, those were dumb, and they should never have happened. And they caused the fan base to freak out. And because we only have 17 weeks of this, the freakouts are going to be more. I I still think, though, if the Packers were 3-2, and and let's say they took care of business against the Raiders, we're still having this conversation because – this Giannis Dame combination is really unlike anything that we've had in Wisconsin sports. There isn't a comparison to it. And that's where it's like, I think the intrigue of it should be at this level where everybody should care to your point every night. Like I'm thinking ahead. I think their second game of the year is against the Hawks and it's a set. It's going to be Saturday night. You're probably going to have Badgers Ohio state that night. Like, you need to make sure that you have a TV on Bucks Hawks. Like that's, it's just part of, it's part of how it goes. Like you can't ignore Bucks Hawks, even though it's game two of the season, because it's just, again, to that point of like, you, you kind of need to be focused on every game.
1: Did, would you say Braun and Fielder ever got to that? Like,
0: Oh yeah, actually. Yeah. I brought and Fielder, but I think, to the level of like, and maybe some of the Rodgers connections and Favre connections, but it's like bringing a guy in, like bringing a generational talent in. That doesn't typically happen in Wisconsin.
1: No. The only no, thing I that don't. I can
0: come close to is when the, when the Packers were thinking about trading for Randy Moss in 2007. That would be the only example where had the Packers traded for Randy Moss, I think that would have been the example that we would use
1: as the comparison. Yeah, because so then it would have been Favre the Moss. If you oh, can yeah. imagine that after all the years of all the shit that Randy Moss did.
0: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it would have been incredible. And, you know, that, that Patriots team, you know, he gets traded to the Patriots and that Patriots team's undefeated. Tom Brady wins rookie of the year and they lose in the Super Bowl on a dumb David Tyreek catch. And so, yeah, I mean, there is a whole what if that you could do with that. If what if Packers got Randy Moss? Would Randy Moss have, would he not have been? Would he been outspoken? Would he would have been in a problem child, you know, with Bill Belichick, he runs such a standard, but that was a, a young Mike McCarthy. I mean, you could certainly go down the rabbit hole. But yeah, I, I just think the fact that this is something we haven't seen before, the fact that there are more Bucks fans, the fact that Gen Z, I think is more basketball focused than maybe millennials, definitely like Gen X or Boomers. Um, and I I think there are more more people in that my dads are dads that'll give the Bucks a chance because Giannis is just such a likable guy. And they'll learn to kind of like Dame too and they'll be like, oh my God, this is this is amazing basketball. I'm I'm you know, I'm locked in, I'm tuned in, you know, every night to it.
1: Yeah. It's for sure those guys, but also I think like another piece to it is Adrian Griffin and him being a new coach and kind of having new new blood in, yeah. in many respects to the product on the court. Um, you know, I didn't really watch the Oklahoma City, or excuse me, the Memphis preseason game. I keep thinking they played OKC. They do play OKC in preseason, but I think it's next Tuesday. Yeah, um,
0: it's after uh, it's after their game against the uh, against the
1: Lakers, right? But I did watch quite a bit of the the Bulls one on Sunday, if you can believe it or not. Um, you know, I know football football Sunday. Heaven forbid, I actually probably could have survived all day Sunday without watching football at all. Look, I,
0: I have, uh, I've had to eat crow on the red zone. I, I, we haven't talked about it. I've talked about it on solo pots, but I, um, what I did in October was I was like, okay, there is no, there are no Packer games on Sunday for three straight weeks. That's Mm -hmm. brutal. And I think it was the bears Broncos and the Vikings and Panthers. And I'm like, I don't really want to watch these fucking teams. And so I bought the red zone for the month. I'll cancel it after October. I have it in my phone when to cancel. And I just did it because I was like, I just want to watch like all these games a little bit. And I've never been a huge red zone fan. And I guess it's been better according to, you know, people who watch it all the time. And I've, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I I feel like I get a, a good idea of all these games and, I've you know I've had this show segment idea that I haven't haven't actually done yet but I'm su- soon to do. Like I actually really really like it um yeah. and I'm not going to keep it cuz it's just an unneeded cost when the Packers play at noon.
1: It's, but I, uh, it, it's 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 kind of I have I mean I have a limited experience myself with it and it's it's pretty good. I think I would still probably rather I don't know. I'd probably still rather just watch the one game. There are times on Red Zone where it's like Oh, you know, why are you changing it? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because um, they, but they, they do do a pretty good job of flipping back and forth really fast, and it's kind of confusing. Um, but because there's audio of one game, they they switch to audio, then they switch to video, and, right? Um, yeah,
0: it takes it's, a little it's while. Kind of a lot. It takes a while to get acclimated, but it's. I've found it, found it okay, um, and yeah, I I like it. It's not something I I would endorse, but I I think if your team, if you're not a Pac fan and you're listening for some reason, and your team has a long layoff of Sundays and it just makes sense and you don't like the games you're getting, that's the unfortunate thing was we are in Bears and we're in Bears and Vikings country and those are both bad football teams and we just yeah. don't need to be subjected to it. Like, I know Dolphins and Bills was a snoozer a couple weeks ago, but I still would have rather watched Dolphins and Bills,
1: you know? Yeah. um, so oh, for sure. Anyways, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so back I, I, yeah. I watched. I watched a lot of the, a lot of the first preseason game, and I mean, it's it's. There, there are like younger players on the team this year. I mean, mm-hmm. the first game Livingston didn't play, but Andre Jackson did, and uh, and Marjan and those guys are playing a lot in preseason, and it's good to see. But it it just it I don't know. There's, it seems like they're actually running plays. You know, which is kind of a novel right. idea. You know, not just playing random like Coach, because you know, I, I guess my overall point is that Coach Bud. I think people are, I don't know, sick of him. I guess. I mean, it's really, it's really hard to. I still can't believe they fired him. You know, two years after winning a championship, it's. I feel like that's, I don't know, and I guess life moves moves quick in the NBA, but, right. um, you know. Still kind of wild. No. I can't think of another example. I'm sure there are. Frank Vogel. Examples. I
0: mean, Frank Vogel was the other. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a Mickey Mouse title, but Frank Vogel was, you know, he was out, I believe, in that same two year time. Then. Nick Nurse left, you know, what, three years, four years after Toronto. Um, So it does happen. I I think basketball has become more like hockey in that sense, right, where they just interchange guys in, in and out hockey, soccer where it's just like, it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And,
1: and yeah, I, I do. So think this, you, this off season was a kind of exceptional. I feel like it, like yeah. everybody got fired. Oh yeah.
0: And, and now, yeah, now and you could, we'll see if the bucks, you know, end up with the guy that, that adds, you know, sort of the secret sauce and the secret recipe. I do, I do like the, you know, idea that yeah, Griffin's going to add some, add an element. I think you can sell that too. To people, I, I'll tell you, I don't know if they will, but if I was the Bucks and their marketing department, I would be advertising straight to Packer fans for the next couple of weeks and just really getting in their heads that you need to be watching Bucks basketball. And I don't know if that'll work, but I, I wonder if there'll be more curious viewers and then all of a sudden they're like, "This is awesome! I'm, I- I'm watching every game."
1: Did I see an ad during the Packer game? Maybe i think so ABC?
0: yeah there might have been um i wouldn't be surprised i that would make a lot of sense i would i think that would definitely I be feel it. like
1: i i was watching something that i wouldn't expect to see a a bucks tv ad and and i did so yeah i mean um, i think
0: i mean now and now in the fact like i was there's a new gatorade commercial with dame and i was like oh my god like that guy plays for our yeah, team. I, know. And it, I yeah. and it's, a, I saw it's that. a fucking Gatorade commercial. Like Gatorade's a massive brand. And this oh, yeah. guy's doing commercials for him.
1: Yeah, so. he's gotta be one of their one of their higher ambassadors, I would think. Right. Him and like yeah. him and like Zion at that fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those are, like the two NBA guys, I think, that are big Gatorade, Tatum maybe too.
0: Yeah, sure. I my big uh my big preseason, I was teased. sorry, apologize it, that did not get caught on the uh, podcast there um, I should have messaged you, it was coming quick uh, I just, I, Andre Jackson's a dog, I love Andre Jackson I loved him from the start you know, that Big East roots I always like Big East kids, you know that and uh, yeah I feel, I feel good about having a bunch of Andre Jackson stock
1: yeah, I mean the 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 Bucks Twitter seems to really like him. I know that during uh Sunday's game he had a great transition dish, like in the fourth quarter, when they were making their making their push with, you know, the Scrubs, uh Scrubs against Scrubs, uh between the Bucks and the Bulls, and he had a great transition pass, led him led Thanasty uh aka T A, aka Thanassis on uh a nice transition just perfectly for a dunk, and it was like Imagine if that was Giannis, like that would be <laughs> pretty cool. Um I don't know. I mean he, he can't shoot a lick, can't no. shoot for shit. But people no. are calling him like, you know, our version of Draymond, which right. may be. I mean, there are people saying that um he can't shoot enough like him or Marjan aren't good enough shooters. It's like, well, last I checked, you have Dame Lillard now. I don't think you need to really worry about that mm-hmm. as much. And Chris. And Giannis is gonna, you know, create shots as well. You pretty much at that fifth starter, you just need like somebody to defend, honestly.
0: Yeah. So yeah, and we'll see what you... happens with that. So I we're gonna do a lot of this in our preview, and we'll we'll move to the Packers here momentarily. But I, I'll I, let me ask you this question. I or pose this take I had yesterday, and you can tell me if you think it's spicy or you actually you actually agree. I don't think the Bucs are going to have a true fifth starter all year. I think they're just going to rotate who who makes sense in the matchup. So yeah. if it's, you know, bigger lineup, Jay Crowder; Smaller lineup, Malik Beasley. Maybe, you know, a more athletic lineup. Maybe you, as you get comfortable with him, Andre Jackson. Maybe now, like, January, February timeframe, right? Um, yeah, I I just, I don't know yeah. if they'll
1: actually have a true fifth starter this this whole season. That's that's possible. I think Malik Beasley will probably get the first yeah, first crack at it. It kind of seems like that's – all signs are pointing to that at this point in time. Um, yeah, I mean, they only have a couple preseason games, honestly. They only have like six of them, I think. No, um, less so than not that. Like, I, they only have, I think they only have four. Uh, I think it's more than that. I think it's six. No. They played, me... they, played, they played two already. They played two more next week. But they have like five days off now.
0: Yeah, that's that's we that is weird that they have like, well, you know, I think obviously it's for like ticket sales. They I don't think they want games, you know, during football, um, if they can avoid it and stuff like that, but yeah, I don't know. I just I I could see them really interchanging their lineups and just being like, all right, we're not gonna, we're not gonna like say, all right, yeah, this is our this is our team.
1: Yeah, they have five preseason games, so yeah, okay. all right. Well, so you're you're getting difference. you're getting Giannis Dame for sure. I don't know about Middleton. I don't know what the fuck the deal is there. Um, <laughs> God forbid he, you know, was ready to go. Um, so they have a couple games to to I mean to play with here. Mm. I don't know how much those guys are going to play. Honestly, they'll probably play a little bit on Sunday, and I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't play the last two preseason games. Yeah, this fucking organization. Um, yeah. Which that's fine. I understand it. It's, it's frustrating. And as a fan, you want to see it, you can't wait, but it's probably a smart thing to do. These guys don't really need um, tons of reps, you know, I mean, basketball is, you know, you can either do it or you can't kind of thing. It's not, it's not football where it's militaristic and rah, rah. And um, you know, and you got to run. You got to learn 300 plays. It's not that type of thing. So mm-hmm. basketball, you can probably get away with, you know, a half. <laughs> yeah. But but then you know, undoubtedly, just like we do in football, we'll be complaining about how shitty they look. Yeah. The first couple. Of weeks, so.
0: Right. Uh, sorry, I responded. Christian Walker just hit a ball 113 miles an hour out of the uh, out of the stadium.
1: Mm. I was just watching the the twins get eliminated. So
0: I, I flipped it right away and uh our our good friend it's like it's late. he's giving up three home runs in the third inning. Back great. Jesus Christ. Yep. That's yep. nuts. Yep.
1: Diamondbacks are gonna
0: do it. And we're gonna really feel like shit. So that's that's awesome. But look, got books basketball here uh sooner sooner rather than later. Um and that's gonna be exciting and we're going to talk a lot more uh, about the Bucks. I of a solo. We're going to talk a little bit about kind of Bucks future bets, if there's anything that people need to be looking at tomorrow. And then uh, the preview either Monday or Tuesday, uh, depending on you know how much preseason action uh, we we're, weren't talking about. So uh, uh, stay tuned for all of that and get excited for it. Uh, moving to the Green Bay Packers, we talked about sl- Jason Lee uh, in the last segment. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are uh, on their bye. It's two and three. Uh, it's not, it's not exactly great uh, for this team. The vibes are, I would say low. Uh, it, it's not, I don't think the Packers are entering. I, I, I guess Denver would be must win. I saw some people who are like, if they lose to Denver, the season's over. I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's two, you're two and four. The NFL. You know, with the the way the wild card is now with seven seven teams, I don't think you're out of it at two and four. And oh my god, no, um, not, and, not necessarily. And uh, I uh, I I just I don't like. I'm not like ready to like sell sell the whole ship. And I, I do think though, in terms of focus and getting yourself ready post bye week, you have to figure out what you're doing you know, in the first, first two in, you know, first inning or first quarter, sorry, I'm watching baseball, first quarter, second quarter of the baseball of the football game. And and that has to be the primary focus. You have to figure out what, what we're doing here and how can we get it started quick and what's, what's needed, you know, is that, you know, running no huddle, is that, you know, doing more of the bootleg plays that seem to be working with Jordan love is that, Jordan Love using his legs is, you know, is it short, pa- short, intermediate passes, like whatever it takes to get Jordan Love going, like, let's do it. And also, too, and I'm sorry, I'm taking a couple here, but it's like, let like take off to restrict your plate. Like, it's time. Like, we're five weeks into the season. Like, if you're worried that Jordan Love's going to throw five or six fucking interceptions, just let it happen. It's going to suck. We'll have to be on the front lines defending it. And trying to explain it out, but just let him sling it. Let him go if that's the case, because I just wonder—is he playing too conservative now, and that's what's limiting him out there? By because of the play calling by Matt Lafleur.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the um, prior the prior week, who the hell, it wasn't the New Orleans game, was it? Or am I missing one? Detroit, Detroit. They, they. I feel like they were they were very. Now they were, I guess they were kind of, they definitely got punched in the mouth in that game, but I feel like they were more willing to push the ball down the field, especially early in the game. And then all of a sudden on Monday against the Raiders, I don't know what the hell that those play calls were, Um, especially early in the game. And and, I mean, the one touchdown they did score was, I called it a a Wayne Stephan Hagen special, our late great high school football coach who does get, potentially referenced occasionally on this podcast um where it was like seven running plays and one i think the one pass play was like a three yard out Mm -hmm. and it was a short field so they got they kind of got away with it but yeah i mean i think being aggressive in the first quarter i think for me it's like figure out your offensive line um you know, they're they're having a really hard time. That's another home run. That's a legit home run. Wow.
0: I just I can't believe what do doing. I'm sorry. Sorry for the a, audience. This guy's gonna have a
1: meltdown here. It's, this is hilarious. He's gonna throw his glove like Sean Markham did in the stadium. <laughs> oh my god, that look at his face is great. Um yeah, figure out your offensive line. I mean you're you're not gonna have Bakhtiari. We all know that. We've we've moved yeah, We don't we don't need to see Royce Newman or his wife probably perhaps ever again um i i i mean i feel like i don't know what they're doing with the Najman. i mean i don't it, it seems like he would be you know unless they i guess that they really like rashid walker huh um, yeah
0: i i don't i don't exactly agree with that uh at all um i i think you got to try some that's i mean that's another thing you could really focus on is do we get a new offensive line combination? You have the time here. Oh, do you do you look at Zach Tom at left tackle and Josh Diamond at at right tackle? And or do you look at Zach Tom at center? Do you try to try that out? See if Jordan loves likes it. See see if Zach Tom likes it. Like he, he the the one side of it is he got his at lunch eaten by Max Crosby and oh, yeah. Aiden Hutchinson. Two of the better Defensive lineman in football, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, are you going to face one of those guys in the next few weeks? Denver doesn't really have anybody of note. The Vikings don't really have anybody of the Neil Hunter. I got, is Neil Hunter even playing? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think he is. So ideal Hunter is pretty good, but um, who else got the Rams and Aaron Donald. who's more in the middle, but he just feels like he's, he's everywhere. So yeah, I oh, yeah. you know, I don't know. He's,
1: he's tough to, he's tough to contain. Right. Regardless.
0: I mean, Elton Jenkins has put him in a in a shoebox a couple times, and I look forward to him getting mad and having another outburst against the Packers because, like, Aaron Donald is kind of the dynamic Sue of our generation in terms of, but he just gets away with it because he's a nice guy and everybody likes him. Yeah, he gets away with so much bullshit. It's not even funny. I do not yeah. like Aaron Donald. Um, just they they so. do
1: have. I mean, facing Denver is a blessing coming out of the bye. I mean, you should be able to score. I mean, at least a couple touchdowns against that defense. And yeah. and I would think, you know, mid to upper twenties, at least in points against them. Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: I mean, Zach, Zach Wilson scored, like, they had a defensive touchdown and they had a safety. So Zach Wilson scored 22 points against them. Justin Fields scored 28 against them. All right. That's doing the yes. math here. That's 50 points from two of the worst offenses in football. If you can't produce 20 to 30, like we got to take a really long look in the mirror on on everything on Matt well, LaFleur and that, and that's as a good, play caller right. as like Jordan Love like it's just there's so much there that you have to you have to think through uh if that goes to shit
1: yeah and and that's and i just think it it has it comes down to Matt LaFleur he obviously was spooked by i think the offensive line i mean i just think that the fact that you know certainly against the lions they could not block anybody definitely in the first half of that game. And, you know, the scoreboard reflected it and they couldn't do anything. And it just, I don't know. It seemed like he just was, was not right. He was not willing to uh, take the training wheels off at all against the Raiders. And, you know, again, the offensive line, the Raiders don't have a very good defense. Although, I mean, they've been better the last couple of weeks on, on that side of the football. So maybe, Something's happening there. I don't know, but it's probably just the fact that the, the Packers can't block anybody and Max Crosby wreaked havoc. But, you know, as you said, you have a couple weeks here, um, a little later on the pass rush, but then it gets kind of rough with Pittsburgh down the road. I mean, TJ Watt and the chargers, um, Oh yeah, Mac and Bosa. I mean, that's oh, I gonna be. Oh, Yeah,
0: TJ Watt. Oh god, like you don't have this figured out by TJ Watt and uh, Alex Highsmith and oh. Nick Herbig. And then
1: the worst part about
0: that is if Nick Herbig like eats, you know, the Packers lunch. You know, everyone's like, oh, he should have been a fucking Packer. Like, well, and TJ Watt oh, too. I mean, yeah, from oh, way god. back oh, when. yeah.
1: It's, it's your, your worst nightmare,
0: Oh yeah, that's that week's gonna suck. That is just gonna be so bad gonna have to relive the whole tj watt discussion
1: oh man well it's a good thing i don't listen to local sports talk anymore so well
0: we don't have it it doesn't exist so i mean there you go there you go it's it's over uh thanks
1: to my former employer uh going going the way of the buffalo right um, exactly really really the the local the local sports talk scene is is trash i mean it just is
0: yeah and i I think defensively here's the thing like they are like preventing teams from scoring. Like teams aren't scoring up and down. Like we're not Denver, right? We're not the bears. Teams aren't exactly scoring on the Packers. That doesn't mean that Joe, Joe Barry still is not an idiot. Like he's, he's just incompetent. He's a fool.
1: Yeah. And
0: maybe that speaks to the talent the Packers have defensively. You're going to get Eric Stokes back. I think that's going to be a massive help to green Bay. Even if he's not like a hundred percent, I think you can hide that a little bit. I just think Deshaun Nixon has not been good. I think to me, he's one of the weak spots of this team. Uh, if, so if Darno Savage is hurt, that's a, that's a real problem. I thought he tore his Achilles. Achilles. Uh, that was my first like major injury. That wasn't a major injury of the year uh, for, for your boy, uh, which I've been known to do uh, time and time again, uh, where I overreact uh, not like me to overreact Mitch, but yeah, I thought it was right. an Achilles. I wasn't. And so that's good. But, man if you don't have savage that that safety that gets bleak at the uh safety position yeah and rudy ford's been pretty good i mean he had what yeah. at, le-
1: at least one pick the other night did, did yeah.
0: he have- La- last two yeah last two games he's had a pick yeah
1: so he's and he did he did that for a stretch last year as well so i mean i think he's been kind of a bright spot i suppose um, Yeah, for this team i know there's been a lot of a lot of negativity as we're laying out here. But right, you know, that's one of the one of the few I think yeah, spots where I think you've been I think surprised. Kenny,
0: I think Kenny Clark's been
1: good and I think that's another, you
0: know, thing that's gone well. And you know well, and I think Rashawn he, Gary has been awesome yeah, when well, he has been
1: out there in limited limited snaps.
0: Well, right. And can you get Rashawn Gary? When does Rashawn Gary's
1: pitch count come off? Like when do you unleash Rashawn Gary? I, I don't see why not after the buy. I mean I feel like yeah. you, they they, they kind of were Wisely taking it, kind of, kind of slow and steady, and just putting him in on, you know, passing downs and and um, and stuff like that, and just letting him letting him eat. But I think now it's probably should be all some go. It's got to be close to twelve months since his his injury. So
0: yeah, I would say so. I think it happened. That was that disastrous Detroit game, which was like right at the beginning of November, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, you're right. Uh, if I want to put on my tinfoil hat a little bit, as you were talking, and I just I just had a thought, like just came over my head. Is there is there a chance that not that the Packers were rope doping, but were they just is this whole like five weeks like training wheels, were they just taking it like not I wouldn't say extended preseason, but maybe a combination of extended preseason versus like. Just getting all these young guys feet wet, getting them comfortable, getting them ready and acclimated to the NFL, and then it's like, all right, the real season, the real season starts now after the spot, and we, it's time to go. We're we're really focused. We're really going to be dialed in. It's going to be a different team. And now, I know what'll happen if they go out and let's say they put up forty five on Denver and they look amazing, and we're gonna be like, well, it's Denver. And, but then I, I, I don't know. I just, I wonder if there is a sense of the Packers, not necessarily rope-a-doping. I, I know I said that already, but like that they are just, they eased into the season almost on purpose. And I know people don't want to hear that, but I, ju- I just wonder as the more we talk about it, the more we, we think about what this team has done so far, or are they just, this is who they are and, and they're not very good.
1: I tend to think it's kind of who they are. I mean, they're they're probably be. it
0: very very well could be. I probably I
1: I, I may or cult, may not I mean. have I may or may not have some action on on eight regarding the eight win number this year. <laughs> yeah, we um, do. So, I I have a hard time thinking they're they're more than that in terms of yeah. victory victory total. But yeah, and and I think it would take more than a win in Denver to to convince me otherwise. Yeah, and you know Minnesota hasn't been very good. You know they're no. Now they're losing every close game. And, well,
0: and and there's an argument that Minnesota might want to tank it out, right? Like they could get Caleb Williams or Drake May, which is a terrifying thought uh, as a Pack fan. But Kirk Cousins likely on the trade block could go to Atlanta if the Jets want to, you know, talk to Packers. Although I I still stand by the Packers are going to make the Jets give them give us the, their first round pick if they want Kirk Cousins because they don't want to help the Vikings. Packers do not want to help the Vikings get to Caleb Williams and they will make the jets life living hell. I, I think any national podcast that doesn't talk about the Packers in that conversation with the jets is really missing the mark. Um, But then, yeah, you have the chargers who are the Rams, the Rams scare the shit out of me. That's the one you want to, you want to put a marker at maybe Joe Barry gets fired is the Rams because all they're running is slants with Cooper Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, and it's mm-hmm. just up and down the field, just slants, and we just lose by we we give up like thirty points just on slants.
1: I mean, you know, Joe Barry was there's the well documented Preston Smith coverage of Devonte Adams. Yeah, that seems to happen. I don't know once a game where there's yeah. just somebody who should not be uh, out in open space with you know. An elite wide wide pass catcher, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's tight end a receiver. But I don't think that they he was necessarily the biggest issue with the Packers uh, in this in this past weeks specifically. I don't know. I I, I mean, ex- you you continue to expect him to get fired. I I don't know.
0: No, uh, I you know you're right. I should I should probably rest my guns. I should probably just admit that he won't get fired until until the end of the season if he's going to get fired at all.
1: Yeah. I mean it's just I I think that if it's if it doesn't get any better this season, I mean I think he's done.
0: Well, but... and and look, I mean if the Jets don't win and they don't trade for a court you know, they don't trade for a quarterback, what's to say Aaron Rodgers is not in Woody Woody Johnson's office, Joe Douglas offense and pushes out Robert Sala for his guy, Nathaniel Hackett. And
1: yeah. which would well, be, be crazy,
0: something. right? But can you see it? I can.
1: Um, and then for sure,
0: and then guess well, what? And, back and also sp-
1: speaking of Rogers, I mean, he may come back this year. Oh yeah, that's I mean that's unbelievable. Um, and
0: we probably need him to pee in a, pee in a couple cups. I know he's oh, yeah. doing this this like rig- rigorous process, but I, I probably need to see he's, he's on the he's on the he's
1: on the he's on the Al Horford uh, oh, diet. Yeah.
0: yeah, I need to see. I need to see a pee in a cup.
1: Um, that's just
0: one of those rules that we have. That's the Al Horford rule. You're right. It's the Al Horford law. You need to see a P in the cup. Um, but that, to all that's to say, the Jets fire Robert Sala. Guess who's the Packers defensive coordinator? Robert Sala.
1: Yeah, that would be fantastic.
0: I mean, that would be uh, – I don't know. I'd be like Damian Lillard to the Bucks. Like that would be. Oh on the, no,
1: <laughs> I'm fucking kidding. I, I'm joking. I, I had to do it. It's just, it was Even, there. Like the thing. The problem there is like, I don't know if it's a problem, but like, you literally would have, because I don't know. It it is it is tough to sit here and act like Matt Lafleur is some great NFL head coach. I mean, he, he's he's probably more of a coordinator, you know. Um but so then I, I guess you'd have two coordinators, you'd have essentially co-head coaches in that scenario, but well, maybe that's, maybe that's the perfect, uh, perfect, you know, um, elixir.
0: I do wonder though, can you coach with your best friend? Like, I don't know. Could you and I coach on a football team or would we want to rip our fucking heads
1: off and it would ruin our friendship? I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's, that's honestly probably, probably what yeah, you're certainly putting a lot on the line there, aren't you? Right. I mean, oh, if, absolutely. If, if yeah. that was, if that would, would, would happen. Right. You know, yeah. that'd be crazy. Cause well, I mean, you spend what? hours, hours together. Um, yeah, it'd be really hard to, it certainly would, it certainly would, would fray, I think, a friendship, no doubt. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, they would have, they'd have to have some guidelines on it, a- on everything. And who knows, you know, maybe he, he goes and he ends up working for like D'Amico Ryan's or something like that because he has the relationship there and that's a little easier but, or maybe he just doesn't coach for a year. He probably has a ton of money, you know, that he's, he's made and, and has a bunch of kids and you know, takes a year off and who knows. And maybe it's Jim Leonard. And I don't, I don't really like Jim Leonard. Like Jim Leonard is from Mike Petton. Like that's, that's who Jim, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I remember when it was once Jim Leonard, it's the whole Badger, the Badger AAA thing where it's like the Badgers are basically the minor league team for the Packers for some fans. And it's just it's a ridiculous way to live yeah. your life. My and
1: opinion. how's he doing how's he doing with Illinois?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, Illinois is bad. And that uh that can we move on to uh to the Wisconsin Badgers? Sure. That brings up uh our next topic about the Badgers having a golden opportunity. I didn't realize this until I was kind of thinking about it. And then I, I want to walk you down a path, Mitchell, of, of different things that could potentially be on the table here. So Badgers play Iowa this weekend, uh, over-under set at 34 and a half. <laughs> That's so bad. You almost just out of principle have to take the over. Uh, Iowa is uh, starting their back quarterback, who is, I think, 270 pounds, Deacon Hill. He is former Badger, actually, uh, coming back. And he's a mammoth of a guy, like hefty lefty style but not as athletic as the late, great Jared Lorenzen. Um, the badges are heavily favored. It looks like they should be able to win this game and then take full control of the Big Ten West. If you go down their schedule, it reads, you have Illinois on the road. Illinois has been absolute garbage this year, really taking a step back. You have the showdown against Ohio State. and We'll save that there for a second. Then you have Indiana. Who's not great? Their de- their offense absolutely sucks. Defense is a little stingy. Northwestern almost lost to Howard last week. Enough said. Uh, Nebraska, yeah, they're, they're a mess. Yeah, yeah, Nebraska is showing signs of life. I do wonder in that game. It's I I think the Badgers are glad that's it at home because I think if that was in Nebraska, I'd have a little bit of worry that you know Matt Rule needs like that one game to hang your hat on and that's could be the Badger game. And then Minnesota, who's had, who's had the Badger's number, but they are really bad. Uh, the Greek quarterback there is not the Greek freak. Although I bet, you know, to the co-eds, he calls himself the Greek freak. They're 100%, no doubt. Um, Castle, man, I'm not even going to try to pronounce. It's, I, I
1: should know Greek names like better. It's like Alec Manis, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, something like that. He's terrible. Um, So... Table is kind of set. And I know you have that Ohio State game. But if you beat Ohio State, Mitch, like there is a legitimate conversation that the Badgers could work their way into the conversation of the college football playoff. And I don't think it's that crazy. They'd be a one loss Big Ten team. Yes, they would play nobody, but they would have a shot at either Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State in that who would then probably be an assumed playoff team at that point. And they, it's there. I don't think they're that good. But i it's more just the fascination of how this all broke for Luke Fickle. And he can still hang his hat on it as long as he doesn't trip on his dick. And that's still possible. These are college kids, right? But there's a path that Wisconsin could be a one loss or even at worst a two loss. One lost Big Ten team, and just lose to Ohio State, but that Ohio State game has kind of added to magnitude, given how weak the Big Ten West is.
1: Yeah, I mean, you lay out a very good, very good case. I mean, I think it, the Big Ten West has been pretty disappointing uh, this year. Yeah, with the I think well, not not that Northwestern is necessarily um, Godzilla, but you know that shit happening to them in the off season. And, you know, they're clearly a mess for mm-hmm. sure. And um, Minnesota going to Minnesota, PJ Fleck going to do right. his thing, but
0: take a step back, you know, Illinois. They're,
1: oh. Go ahead. they're going to win six games, you know, I mean, it, it just, and that's, you know, Big Ten West, I guess, historically has been very weak And Iowa. I feel like Iowa, Wisconsin, this game, this weekend is, is going to be, 34 and a half over under is, is pretty perfect. It's it, but who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe the Badgers will get loose and for once and, you know, get a couple, couple big, big touchdowns early in the game, get another pick six again. And, you know, away we go. We have 21 points in the bank in the, in the first quarter or something, and, um, they can run away with it, but those two teams are very similar. Traditionally, I know what, you know, Luke Vickle's here now and, I haven't seen a ton of of, of differentiating from from the Paul Chris at this at this point in time. I'm not saying that that you know that can't happen, but Iowa, Wisconsin, I feel like this is going to be a grinded out um, type of a Big Ten affair. But yeah, I mean, you lay it out well. It's if you just I mean that's the thing with college football is like one and zero every week, right? Just take mm-hmm. your right, take your. uh take it one game at a time it's coach speak but it's it's true like just you know try to stay healthy and don't don't blow any any of these games you know illinois has been a probably the biggest disappointment in the uh in the big 10 right i mean yeah i i would say they, i would they, say they were they were probably overachieving last year and now they've they've really fallen off and mm-hmm. um that's you know just take care of business and See what happens with the Ohio State game. I mean, you get it. You get it at Camp Randall this time and yeah, if they win that game, you know, it, well, all it, a sudden, as weird as, weir- as it is, I mean, then then, you know, you got to just keep going, but I mean, it's it's possible that they they sneak in there. I mean, I don't know. They're not even well, ranked at this point in time, but No,
0: right, but but that's where I I look at it and like the Ohio State thing too that I I didn't touch on initially was Ohio State's look beatable this year, right? Like mm-hmm. they were, they took needed a last second sneak to beat Notre Dame. I didn't realize Notre Dame's not in the Big Ten, but you know, work with me here. They were in a dogfight with Maryland until the very end, where that game looks like a blowout. But if you kind of actually watched it, or you look at like the play by play, you'd see that Maryland was pretty, pretty in that game and was really sort of. You know, close to you know, I wouldn't say pulling off the upset, but they were they were taking punches from Ohio State, and Ohio State will obviously look at that game and it'll be important. But even if they lose, if they beat Penn State and they beat Michigan, it doesn't really fucking matter. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. Now I should look if Ohio State plays Penn State before that game. I think that obviously would have a little bit of bearing and maybe uh, affect it.
1: Ohio State plays Penn State right before they play the Badgers. Oh well that yeah. see
0: that now I that, was just
1: about to throw that in that, that yeah. that's gonna be the emotional sort of either either come down or you know maybe let down.
0: Right. Oh yeah, wow. We get Ohio State Penn State next week. That's beautiful. That is just music to my goddamn ears. Um and that'll yeah. be a great game. Big noon kickoff though, of course. Is it gonna is it gonna be on Fox? it says 11am so i pr- i would yeah, presume that sucks I mean i did see something about how big noon kickoff has basically increased the ratings of college football because everything's more spread out now and that we're that you you're watching you're you know you're watching for the entire day and not necessarily just it when
1: everything is squeezed in to it yeah it's a little bit more of an nfl format right where it's like right you have the earliest games there the the eleven a.m. Yep. Then you have the two thirty window, which is usually like SEC game, mm-hmm. and then you have a night game or two. That's that's generally pretty good.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, and and I mean, look, I mean, look how it's set up for uh, all of us this weekend. I mean, you don't really have a good game at eleven. I think probably the best one maybe is Ohio State Purdue, just to see if Purdue could be frisky. It's Ohio State in a look at spot in Purdue. And then, 2.30, you have Oregon and Washington, where game day is going to be a fierce rivalry, two of the best teams right now in college football. And then, at 6.30, you have USC, Notre Dame, and
1: Miami, North
0: Carolina. Like, tailor-made, man.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens with Miami. Oh, after God. Their, after I their, mean, uh, their meltdown. If that happened to a team like – if. It,
0: so I guess the equivalent for you, because you're not, you, you like the Packers, but you, you don't li- eat, you know, it doesn't break your heart. You're not Murphy Rye when the Packers really fuck something up. I, I guess it would be the, the example would be like the Bucks in that Toronto game last year, right? Where they, they nearly blew that, that huge lead with three, with three minutes left to go in the game. Like, it's just, some of those things are just inexcusable. I mean, but it's I,
1: probably the, it's probably the Jimmy Butler tipping in this year in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, yeah, that tipping that that would be, that would be similar. But it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's either of
1: those games. <sighs> it's the Heat but, game four and five.
0: But but though, but I think like the context is like, did you think the Bucks had either of those games won? and like that it just got stashed from you because of Jimmy? True. Butler? I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, that's. I would say
1: I would say the Jimmy Butler tip-in, because that they, they had that game won, and if it wasn't for you know,
0: Josh wow, McCannery, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, it just – I happen to see the highlight of that play again recently, and it's just like, oh, my God. Like, I don't – Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, may, or maybe the – as Chris Taylor bats here, maybe it's the uh, the uh Chris, oh, Taylor, the Chris catch. Taylor catch. The Chris Taylor catch
0: is, is the – like, there are just those moments. But I don't know if playoffs work because it was just against a, such a bad team. I, I It almost is like football – is the only only thing you can compare it to and it's something that just never happens and now you're kind of a meme as a as a team and it's like how do you get off the map now the ACC people will tell you that ACC football is a weird one where whenever you expect something to happen expect the unexpected like Pittsburgh could go and beat Louisville this week because they're headed to to Pittsburgh and Louisville could easily just Sleepwalk their way right to right to a loss, and after, and, after they
1: celebrated beating Notre Dame, like it was, right.
0: yeah, Jack Harlow on the on the field, everything Donovan else, Mitchell, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, like yeah, they, they lose, they then lose to Pittsburgh, it was awful this year, and not not a good football team, uh, and that's I don't know, hey, we'll, we'll have to see, it's just I I think it college football is a very weird sport, and kind of to you know put a bow on the Badger stuff, it's just like. It's, it, you never know. And the the Badgers do have something there that all of a sudden this is, the seas have parted and Wisconsin has a, has a shot. And we'll see if that take advantage. I mean, I don't think it's, a, I should. So I guess the last question maybe, and then we can just, you know, wrap up is, is it a disappointment now if they, if they lose to anybody but Ohio state?
1: Oh man. I don't know. I mean, I feel like they, if they had, they looked better, I think in these first handful of games and, mm-hmm. and expectations were through the roof. Um, Then I think that it would definitely be a disappointment, but it's kind of been somewhat lackluster. I, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's, strong, no. I, I don't, I don't think that's, I mean, that's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I mean, they, they barely beat Buffalo. They barely beat Georgia Southern and or so it's Georgia Southern. yeah, Georgia yeah. Southern, you got it and, and then they you know kind of same thing with rutgers too and um yeah so i mean i feel like expectations are a little tempered right now and they should be you know um but so i i, I don't see i don't think it'd be a, a huge disappointment if they people would be pissed of course but i mean it, it's just it you know what are you really expecting? You know, this is, mm-hmm. we're kind of, we're, we're kind of pie in the sky with the, with the potential of, of uh, college football playoff. I mean, Oh yeah. yeah. You, you would have to run the table. Yeah. Have, no. And I still think they're taking Alabama or somebody like that on the outside, looking in um, over a one loss Wisconsin team.
0: Yeah. I, I, it probably, well, we have to see, I mean, it would be, there'd be so much discussion. There'd be so much dialogue. I think, The thing that's really crazy about college football this year is – Or Texas.
1: Texas is probably a better example because they beat Alabama.
0: None none of the big teams have lost besides Texas and Alabama. That's it. Other than that, everybody's been on skate. No one's had a significant, like, upset. There has not been that, like, shocking upset.
1: That's what I was going to ask you is, like, who do you – like? I know Georgia just destroyed Kentucky, which definitely helps there. But I feel like they were even looking.
0: No, it's, Mich- shaky it's Michigan. By their
1: standards,
0: it's Michigan right now. I mean, but Michigan hasn't played anybody. But Michigan has not allowed a first and goal this year. That's how crazy Michigan's defense <laughs> has been. Like, I, you can play nobody, but if you're doing that shit, man, like you're really fucking good. And I, I think Michigan's the team. I think that's the that's the team right now. And i I think that i'm I'm impressed the most with Michigan. I think USC is very fraudulent. I actually think USC is gonna to lose to Notre Dame this week um that's a little free pick for the people. I just cold weather it's gonna be rainy like I, those California boys aren't gonna be able to handle you know the upper Midwest and you know a fall a fall rainstorm. no thank you uh but uh, wa- like
1: Washington's pretty good
0: Washington uh, that Washington Oregon game is a really tough one to pick. I, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I love that Washington team, but I also really like Seattle. Oregon.
1: So that yeah. that helps.
0: Yeah. Did you did you watch? I sent it to one of our group chats. The Oklahoma linebacker before the game against Texas. No, I don't believe I saw it. He was quoted as saying, "We fear two things that, or I know two things that." The only thing Oklahoma fears is God, and the only thing Texas fears is Oklahoma. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I was like, "Get that guy in practice tomorrow." Love it, but it's great. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Ohio State at three is way too high. Um, I think I, I'd probably have Washington or Oregon closer to that number. I don't really think Texas. I know it's like the thing you do when they lose. But I only think Texas should be down at nine. Like, Texas is a top five team. Like, they're good. They just couldn't score in the red zone. And they, get, they they didn't have the ball last. And that's usually a lot of the Red River shootouts is who has the ball last usually wins that football game. And it wasn't Texas this time.
1: Yeah, so you would have them ahead of, like, Washington probably? Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Do you want me to do, like, a Rossillo top? I won't do a 12, but if I, if I were to do my poll, I'd probably go Michigan. I'd probably go Georgia. I would probably go Washington, Florida state, Oklahoma, Texas. uh, Would I say Ohio state at this point? Probably, probably Ohio state. No, I'd say probably Texas and then Ohio state. I just, I have not seen anything about Ohio state that I'm like, yeah, I'm sold on this team. Now they go and they, and Penn state's way out, way down on the list. I like Penn state a lot, but again, haven't really played anybody. I need to, I just need to see it against a good team before I'm like, yeah, I'm in like that. Penn, like, I very cliche of me, but that Penn state Ohio state game is going to tell us a lot about both teams. And we'll kind of know like, all right, which, which team kind of emerges as like, yeah, this team's legit or, this team's just going to be in the Citrus Bowl this season
1: that's the that's the classic Simmons the we're, we're gonna find out we're oh gonna, yeah this game means everything
0: right exactly you know it's it's James Franklin it's Ryan Day it's Ohio State it's Penn State big noon kickoff next it's a little Gus Johnson for you um it wasn't perfect but we'll we'll work on that uh the big the big what the horseshoe in Columbus Ha-ha. there we go got it <laughs> Got it. There we go. I, I I landed that plane, Mitch. I had to. All right. Anything else for people before we uh, we get going? I think that's it. Um, all right, man. Just, Next week, uh, NBA yeah. preview. We're gonna get into it. Excited oh, to yeah. uh, excited to talk about all the guys. Break it down. Talk about the league itself. Make some wild predictions. See we'll see what I what we come up with. Um, I don't know if I'm going to pick Oklahoma City top four in the in the West, but you never know.
1: Who did that? KOC, uh,
0: Bill Simmons, our our friend Uncle Bill.
1: Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah.
0: Got to be spicy sometimes.
1: Just got to sometimes
0: got to dole out the habanero takes, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got to look at it, but that's uh, that's 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 a lot of uh, I guess expectations to bestow on a team that that's yeah that's that young.
0: No, it's they're a year away from that. Like yeah, I honestly I think if the team that you want to talk about in the not maybe not top four, but in that like who could have the Cleveland like years Orlando. I, I think Orlando could be, you know, anywhere from like that four that four to six range this season would not surprise me.
1: Are you gonna do your well, yeah, we'll talk about it, but yeah. What did, you're, what did you, you, you drop in Philly out of like
0: Top four. Uh, we yeah, I don't know. We're gonna have to have a Philly conversation. That Philly Philly's an interesting one. I don't know where what we're doing exactly with Philly. So yeah, we well, have uh, problems. Oh well, yeah, they they certainly do, my friend. Oh wow, the roof's open in Arizona. When do you see that?
1: In October, because it's that, probably
0: seventy degrees right now. Yeah, know. we yeah, we'd take that. Wow. I don't know if I've ever seen that place with their
1: their roof open. Um, but yeah, it's I remember more... one time watching like an April game, like a day game, like maybe opening day. Yeah. And it was open in Arizona. Yeah. Because it was probably, you know, like 90.
0: Oh, it's 80. It's 84 right now in Phoenix. That's beautiful. That's just, just dandy. Take 84 here personally. But oh, yeah. We, we, instead, we have four days of rain. So everybody enjoy that and don't get too depressed. Oh, God, yeah. All right. That does it for today's show. Back for our Friday show as usual. And shine we'll next week. So let's stay tuned for our books preview and uh we'll, we'll talk to you guys then. See you later. Peace.